welcome back, everybody. We are here for part two as we watch Damian Lillard rap on stage. Um, we're watching uh, UFC Fight Night Anderson Blashowitz part one. Go check it out if you haven't already. It was a good one, though. Good start to the, the main card for sure. Yeah, and we um, got four fights left. Uh, we got two lightweights, you know, up-and-comers. We got Brock Weaver and Kazula Vargas. Uh, two guys are just going to try to stand and trade. And Ooh, big shot there. You know, we'll just see what happens right here. Yeah, so right now we're watching the Brock Weaver fight. Um, Ooh, nice flying nice knee flying attempt knee by, there by Vargas. Vargas. Uh, this Ooh, nice, nice doesn't right look hand. like it's going to get out of the first round, but you never know. We've never know. We've got a few fights tonight <coughs> and uh, it's gotten to decision, unfortunately. Not too many finishes. No, not either, too many. You know, tonight, Good fights, though. Solid fights, no doubt. Um, so uh, part one, we ended on the Ray Borg fight. So, uh, just so everyone does know, tuning in home Ray and went Moore to got a decision. decision unanimous, which was uh, and, um, surprisingly because two judges scored that. It was a 10-8 round in two of the rounds, which third uh, third round, you can definitely give it a 10-8 for Boyd. Yeah. It was very surprising that the first or second, most li probably the second, you know, one of the both the judges gave it 10-8 for Borg. Yeah, so Ray Borg, um, he, he put it on him there in the, the, the last – Last round, he was completely dominant. So big upset there in the 125 division. As Ray Borg, does he now make in terms of does he make it into the rankings now with a win like well, that? Well, he did just beat the number seventh ranked uh, flyweight, you know, in the world. So he's probably he's going to do a little switch around where he's might not take seventh, but he you know definitely top ten, top 10 for yeah. sure. And you know, I mean, because he's got to be ahead of uh, the guy he just beat Rogerio, so. So right now we are watching Brock Weaver and um, Kazula, Kazula Vargas. Vargas. Talk talk to us a little bit about that. Brock what do you, Weaver, what do you know about you these know, guys? Both these guys, uh, you know, very very new to the UFC. Brock Weaver is fourteen and four, but he's on a seven fight win streak. Yeah, he's from Alabama. You know, looks like the crowd's been loving him. Uh, said he's Native American, which uh, you know he does have a rope around his neck and some pretty. <laughs> Scary tattoos. He's so, got a guillotine uh, in pretty long. Didn't oh, expect that's in. Uh, that guillotine's in. But yeah, it looks like this is interesting. It's under the neck, but it looks like Vargas might be able to slip slip away right now. He's wow. This is an interesting position. There it is. Got it out. <coughs> that was close though. Nice elbow there by Vargas. So um, talk to us a little bit about about Brock or. Um, Kazula Vargas. Meanwhile, Kazula Vargas, he's 11-3. You know, he's from uh, the Combates Americas in Mexico. That's their kind of premier league over there. Uh, they've had a good amount of fighters, you know, come from over there. But he's, once again, new to the UFC. So uh, there's two stand-up guys where, you know, the main card, Dana, wants – you can't have all heavy hitters, I guess. So, yeah. you know, you got two unranked guys that are really just trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, Vargas got the fight to the ground right now. And another thing, too, is uh, – Weaver has about four or five inches. You can see it. You know, it looks like I know Weaver uh, performed at welterweight a few fights. So you know, definitely looks like he's a lot bigger fighter. But Vargas is taking it to him at the moment. So they're both uh, 155, right? Yeah. 155, and um, we t we didn't talk about this at all. The 155 division in the last. Pop we did, but we just kind of said we didn't really want to mention it until okay. Khabib. You know, Tony goes down. Okay, uh, good. Got Hooker and Felder. Perfect. Coming perfect. up next week. So, uh, oh, oh, big shit. shot. Yep, he's out. I don't. That might have been illegal, though. Oh my god. So, Ooh. holy crap! 
That was he's call he's is he calling that a, a like a no so, contest? Uh, in UFC, happened? if someone's hands are on the ground, you know you can't knee him in the in the face, face. especially if I believe he was still on the ground. But uh, we'll see a replay right now that looks like an automatic DQ and. Uh, Alabama born and bred Brock Weaver looks like he just uh, got, got a victory. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, they were both on the you ground. Know, he got a like chin to the face and he might be a little unconscious, but a UFC debut victory by DQ. <laughs> he's I think he's asking the guy if he went out. He looked like he went out for a second. But then again, I, yeah, I mean we're to see a replay. Uh, it did look like his hands were still on the ground though when this happened. So this fight is officially over. Brock Weaver, he looks a little bit out of it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very curious to see what the referee goes goes with right now in terms of do they have a video replay system? It looks like he's going to go. He's talking to Dana right now. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, that, Yeah. That's illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. That is extremely. He is on his – he's seated on the ground and yeah, he, he knees right him right against there. the cage. That's about as illegal as a knee could possibly get in the UFC. That was uh, bad. That's real bad, man. So, with that being said, Brock well, Weaver, we got real our first win. finish of the night. <laughs> TKO, TQ. Is that uh, what you call that? An own goal in <laughs> UFC? Uh, TKO, own goal. So, um, yeah, that one's over. So now, what we're we looking forward to? We got Diego Sanchez against Michelle Piera. But we also have a women's fight, I believe. So here's the official decision. Let's go to the official decision. Yep. Win by disqualification. Yeah, so uh, Brock Weaver. So no. it looks like they are um, making amends. That was, you could, that was you could a bad read, one. could read the lips. Vargas said he's sorry. Man, that one was – that's as bad as I think I've ever seen in the UFC. He went out, man. Yeah, that think, was way worse than Greg Hardy's, I'll say that I much. think he went out. He went limp there. No, he's definitely out. Yeah. So, there you go. But, yeah, women's fight coming up uh, right now. We do have uh, Montana De La Rosa versus Mara Romero Barella. Uh, Another two, you know, you got two more fighters that are just trying to make a name for themselves. But uh, Montana De La Rosa actually making history tonight because she's the yeah, first talk about that. first cool. time that a married couple has fought in the same fight night, let alone uh, they're both flyweights, which... Also interesting. Really weird. <laughs> no, I don't want to say that, but interesting. You would never predict... Think he's the, you think dude would be at least a... Bantam weight, but uh, homies is like, nah, <laughs> babe, we're both going to be 125 <laughs> together. But uh, no, all jokes aside, yeah, uh, they're both flyweights, both 125, which, I mean, it's uh, you look at Ronda Rousey, her husband fought a heavyweight, so yeah. you see a huge difference. But uh, So Mark De La Rosa did get knocked out, TKO. Yeah, he had an unfortunate knockout where he was going to corner her. Uh, he's still, you know, as long as he's okay, he still will be cornering his wife, but... Uh, it is really cool. Hopefully, they go for one for one as a belated Valentine's. Yeah, let, let's hope. But th th this is really cool. Um, she's fighting Italian. Uh, I don't want to say prospect because she is thirty three, but uh, she's not the most you know UFC known. She's twelve and six coming coming in. I mean, it's just kind of a two more flyweight you know women that want to kind of make a name for themselves. As I keep mentioning it, you know, yeah, not, not the most names, but uh, you know, women we might be seeing down the line. So. 
So it's Mauro Romero Barella against Montana De La Rosa at the flyweight division. This one's gonna be a good one. Do you know if they're uh, strikers, boxers, anything like that? Or let's see. You're um, gonna have, have probably just a stand-up fight right here. Nice. Um, yeah, they're both orthodox. Yeah. Five six, five seven for both. Both one twenty-five. Obviously, the reach is pretty pretty the much the same exact thing. Say they're not the most. Uh, I mean, I don't have too many fights in the UFC. You know, I'm a little more familiar with the Italian Barella, just because uh, you know she is the 13th rank. But um, yeah, well, I mean, so, we'll see what we get from them. Yep. So let's talk 125 women's division. We watched um, Master Performance. Well, Wiley Wiley Zhang. You know, you want to talk? It's funny we mentioned betting earlier. She's yeah. fighting Juana coming up, and uh, you, know, you want to talk about? I think Zhang is definitely going to knock out Juana. You know, or give her the beatdown because Zhang's someone who uh, Rose Namajunas. You know, she went to fight. You know, Jessica Andrade, and she put an absolute boxing clinic on Andrade in her hometown in Brazil in the first round, but then she got dropped on her head and knocked out, unfortunately, it in the second round. I wouldn't say it was a fluke, but it it was... You don't want to say it's a fluke, it's but not a when, fluke. You, when you almost beat it's someone a 10-8 yeah. round on the feet, yeah. and everyone thought Jessica Andrade would, was going to win the stand-up battle, and... You know, Rose just took it to her, and I mean, but Rose did get dropped on her head. It was well, a very bad position. Yeah, but I mean by that, I'm sorry to interrupt you like that. No. Is is let's just say Rose moves her head two inches one way, she could be completely fine, and that fight continues. I shouldn't say fluke, but just unlucky in terms of of Rose. So continue. I, that's I just no, that to make completely that point trust me. And yeah. I was rooting for Rose. I liked Rose as a champion. She was no nonsense, no BS. You know. Yeah, the Rose for instance, my favorite Jung, fighters. For you sure. don't want to check. You know, maybe you like her, but uh, she's very. I don't think the best champion or, you know, best represented UFC fighter. She always wants, wants, wants. But uh, you know, the UFC is such a what have you done for me lately business. And I mean, you look at Wiley Zhang, the first UFC event in China. You know, she she knocks out. Jessica Andrade and starts throwing elbows. Uh, I'm extremely excited to see Wiley Zhang, what she can do against wanted, you know, young Jacek coming up. So, um, yeah, 125. We just also watched UFC 247. So, yeah, when you wanted to also talk about yeah. women's, you know, you also got a Valentina. But the, Wiley Zhang's actually the 115 yeah, belt. Yeah, 115 belt. Yeah, the 125 is uh, Valentina Svechenko, which we saw put an absolute, per, you know, dominant performance on, uh, you know, they just it's almost like they keep just throwing her cattle to be slaughtered. You don't want to say it like that. But, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, she just took out the number one contender, Caitlin Chukin, in, in such a dominant fashion. It was... Just on the ground with some elbows to the face, you know, knocked her out. And uh, that's why I say, you know, the 125 is such a, especially for women's, you know, it's almost a, it's, it's like a killer's row. It's just a great white shark in the pond, you know, and Valentina's just waiting for the next. Valentina's waiting for someone. I think the only person that really could challenge Valentina is uh, Nunez. You know, I think with if Nunez wasn't uh, the title contender in 135 I think Valentina would could easily go up to 135 and beat every single female in there. Yeah. I think that's how good I think Valentina is not only just one of the best pound for pound female I think she's one of the best pound for pound fighters the UFC has uh I mean you put Valentina against any other female in any other organization and just be you know oh, absolutely a yeah. good chance. Same thing with Nunez of course, of course. and it's just cool also th to know that you know Svechenko's Made two losses in the UFC. Where did Nunes both times? 
Interesting. I mean, but that's a fight we could see maybe a mega fight down the line. I was just about to ask um, that. Yeah, I think 115 is a little more popular. I, you know, it's pretty cool to see what Zhang's doing right now. She's, you know, she's an animal, but uh, she's taking we'll it international. See. She's taking it international. I mean, a huge yeah. Chinese market to have a Chinese champion. It's huge and for that's the what's, UFC. That's it's cool to see the diversity. You know, 100%. you see what uh, you know, you want to speak about diversity. So in New Zealand, you know, New Zealand athlete of the year has never ever had an MMA fighter. Well, guess what? This year they got two. Nice. <laughs> Alexander Volkanovski and Israel Adesanya. So, uh, and they both have had the same coach. So you want to talk about a hell, hell of a New Zealand coach? But uh, so the New Zealand Sportsman of the Year, uh, Israel Adesanya, actually won it this year, which is I think so cool for the organization because it's just you know the people in New Zealand, you know, they have all the rugby players. You yeah. know, I'm sure they have soccer players. You know, it's more, maybe more of a cricket. Now you have an MMA fighter, and I mean we saw what Adesanya has done. And there will be more to come. By UFC 248, obviously a lot of questions will be answered there. Um, so we are now moving on to the co-main event. Diego Sanchez against Michelle Piera. Um, Montana De La Rosa did win by unanimous, unanimous decision. So we are on to the co-main. Tell us a little about. Tell us a little bit about. Oh this my fight. gosh! Oh my Diego Sanchez just comes at him with a front flip. Uh, Literally tries to hit him with the back of his leg with a front flip, and these guys are going to do some crazy this stuff. This is about right to be like a Circus Dole show. <laughs> I know. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this 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 matchup. Uh, well, <laughs> you got two uh, guys that are extremely entertaining. As you see, Diego Sanchez is doing some funny karate <laughs> backup stance right now. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what I'm watching know. right Michelle's now. Michelle's just, uh, just kind of dancing. Ooh, huge front kick. Nice front kick there. And, uh, so what 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 weight is this? This is welterweight. Okay. Even though Michelle Perea looks like he's a light heavyweight. Yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. So this is the welterweight division, one eighty five. Um, yeah, neither of these guys are ranked. Um, of course, Diego Sanchez was back in the day. Uh, Michelle Perea just pretended to look like he was about to go jump off the cage and do a sidekick. Uh, Sanchez coming at him, but uh, no, I mean <laughs> this is. Believe it or not, uh, I was actually looking forward to this fight just because these guys they're, they're so hilarious. unique. They're hilarious. Um, so give us a little bit a bit of background about Diego Sanchez. He's a veteran, correct? He's a he's a yeah, long he's time a, he's standing a long UFC time veteran. Um, you know, he's fought a lot of well known people, but at, at this stage of his career, you know, uh, people would have been surprised, I guess, if he retired maybe three five years ago. And, okay, because he is still fighting. He uh, had a pretty oh Ooh. my gosh and there it is that uh, cage Perea just kick. jumped off the cage and did a jump and kick. Ooh, we caught him with that hook too. Uh, um, so let's talk a little bit about the welterweight division because I think ooh flying oh, knee, flying ooh flying knee. Perea. Oh and, man, uh, oh he felt that one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the 185 division. Uh, we 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 talked about a lot about it. Well, when we were on SoundCloud, but I wanna I wanna get back to it again because. Uh, Probably the most competitive division right now at the top, at least um, the 185 division. What do you think is going to happen going forward uh, with 170? 170. I'm so sorry. No, this is no well, problem. This is well, uh, well right now 170 lot going on. You know, we know we just had the McGregor uh, knockout, but I think bigger than that, you have uh, Usman and Masvidal. They'll probably fight for the title. Uh, you know, Masvidal is definitely other than. You know, he's probably even more popular than McGregor at this point. You know, he is the face of the UFC just because, you know, he's so fun to watch. And, uh, you know, he's just pure, 
knockout artist. Um, that's something. But uh, the welterweight, these guys are a little bit not ranked right now, so this probably won't have too much of a impact at all, really. Uh, I could see Mer Perea getting ranked eventually, but that welterweight's so stacked because then you have Woodley and uh, Leon Edwards. You know they're gonna fight and supposedly you know winner of that will fight winner of Usman and uh, Masvidal and uh, we already know there's bad blood there because either way I mean if Woodley wins and Usman wins maybe get a rematch between yeah. you know, Usman and Woodley vice versa if uh, Masvidal wins which I think Masvidal could give Usman more bigger problems than Usman can give Masvidal uh you know, Masvidal and Leon Edwards have some huge beef where, you know, uh, backstage after Darren Till got knocked out by Masvidal, uh, you know, Masvidal's just doing an interview and Leon Edwards, for some insane reason, you know, just being a, you know, wasn't even really recognized at that time, starts calling out Masvidal saying he should have been in the title f or he should have been in the main event, not Masvidal. And, uh, Funny enough, Masvidal goes over them, puts his hands behind his back and gives yeah. him a three piece and a soda. Three piece and a soda. With three punches, literally, you know, makes uh, Leon Edwards get stitches to his eyes. So, uh. so a lot of bad blood at the top of the 170 division right now. It's it's as interesting as as divisions get. Um, just a little side note: Aaron Gordon just jumped over Taco Fall, who is seven foot seven. So <laughs> that's just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, back to back to the main point. Oh, this fight's getting getting heavy. Pierre is throwing some knees and some Ooh, elbows right elbow now. Huge elbow by wow. Perea. Um. So who do you think, at the end of the day, you think Masvidal gets the... Obviously, he's going to get the title shot. Uh, you think he, he he wins that fight? Um, yeah, I do think Masvidal would... You know, I just think no one's... It's going to be hard for Masvidal to be beaten right now, even yeah. with McGregor. I think what Masvidal brings is even his wrestling and jiu-jitsu is very, very underrated. And uh, Usman says he's just going to take him down over, but I just don't not see in any phase of the way that Usman will... Maybe he takes him down a few times, maybe he beats the crap out of Masvidal first round, two round, but I don't see any way that Masvidal doesn't get a flying knee or some elbows in there. Uh, what we saw Masvidal do to Nate... Nate uh, Diaz was a clear indicator that you know he's real. Um, yeah, he's legit. that opening sequence where he started throwing those elbows from hell, and I mean he split him open. We all know Diaz is pretty. You know he always bleeds, but it was just that he's so violent in there, and that's something I think why people love him because yeah. he just goes for the knockout. He just goes to take your head out, and uh, it was cool seeing when one of the people. You know, he was such a beatdown of Nate Diaz. People don't realize that when he did take Nate to the ground, he was just standing over him and playing with him. And Nate Diaz is a very touted black belt. For instance, if it was Usman on top of Nate Diaz, you know, Usman would obviously still be cautious. But Masvidal was literally just playing with Diaz, showing, like, you know, I'm not afraid of your jujitsu. You know, uh, good luck, basically. Yeah. I mean, Masvidal is known as a knockout artist, obviously. Um, but. His takedown defense, his his ground game is is no joke at all. So, um, yeah. So the first round just ended for this fight. Second round underway. Good first round though. A lot of action. Flying knees, as we said, off the cage with a front kick. So, I see this one not ending in a decision for sure. Someone's about someone's getting knocked down in this fight. This is a uh, second round underway. Here we go. So yeah, the one seventy division is pretty much, you know. At a log jam in terms of a lot of things have to happen first and foremost before anything gets answered. That Leon Edwards, Tyron Woodley fight, a couple weeks away. I think it's three weeks away. Uh, 
do you think that is the number one contender fight at the moment? Um, yeah, unless Masvidal fights McGregor. Where okay. Maybe McGregor doesn't deserve it, but I think any any fight with Masvidal has to be number one contender. I think Masvidal is, believe it or not, the best 170 on the planet right now. I just say what you want. You yeah. know, he's just so vicious. Uh, and Usman, you know, he beat Colmington in a stand-up fight. So Yeah, you know. it was five-round. Even, even if Usman fought McGregor in a stand-up fight, who, you know, you, we probably want to want to know the outcome. Now, I'm not saying McGregor, of course, mm-hmm. would beat Usman. You know, of course, Usman would probably take McGregor down over and over again, but... It's just the same thing, you know. If uh, he was afraid to use his wrestling on Colby, I think he's going to be very. I think he's underestimating Masvidal. For and sure. I, I mean, he's clueless if he thinks Masvidal's. You know, look what Masvidal did to Askren, for instance. Yeah. Know? He thinks Masvidal's not going to have the cojones to come out with a flying knee. He's dead wrong. You yeah, know? or the, or the or the or IQ some crazy to, flying exactly. elbow or some crazy. You know, while he's on the ground, even the difference with Masvidal is even if uh, Usman's right on top of him, Masvidal is going to be going elbows to the cheek, elbows, you know, (laughs) yeah. Elbows Other than Ferguson, I don't know anyone who has uh, sharper and nastier elbows than Jorge Masvidal. Well. Another big flying knee by Perea, but, uh, yeah. This just seems like who's going to take the most damage. I think this fight is going to definitely be ending in in a finish for sure. As this fight is getting real good. A lot of flying knees. Yeah. I mean, geez. Just in just in a matter of moments, this fight is completely turned Easily tables. most entertaining fight of the night, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, see how long Diego can hold on because Perea's just been taking it to him every The every whole fight. Round. I mean, I just don't see how this ends up in a decision. Nice right hand, though. <clears throat> you can tell, though, Pierre is just a bigger, bigger human being. How he makes one eighty five or one seventy is beyond me. And huge body shot from Perea. Oh my goodness! Go knee wow. to the chin. What a huge knee in the clinch! Oh my goodness! Now the press up against the cage. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my oh. god! He, another one. And that might be a Diego's on the ground, but this time his hands weren't on the mat. So he got a knee to the face, which might have been legal, but I guess we're. Fighting. Oh my god! But he is split open. Good Lord. So this could be a – so the ref said he was down. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my he's God. Just Diego's forehead open. is just cut open from that knee. Doctor's going to come in. So what happens in this aspect? They're not calling off the fight. So we saw one knee that got that – Well, they're going to show the replay right now. So Got you. That was – it's weird because I he guess he's a down fighter and he gets kneed in the head, which you're not allowed to do. But his hands weren't on the ground. We'll see what happens. Digo doesn't continue. It it might be a DQ win for him actually. This is interesting. But that'll also be depending if the ref, if Jason Herzog, the ref's going to take a point right now from Perea. So what happens is, oh, Kings just scored by yeah, the way. Kings just two one. Wow, to Foley. Kings up 2-1 against the Avalanche in the stadium series. 45 seconds left. Wow. Nice. So, to, to give the, the listeners a perspective, he was coming. He was pinned against the cage and sliding down the cage. And once he hit the bottom of the cage, or the bottom of the, the, the mat. He took a six-foot-one guy's knee, knee to directly the to the forehead. forehead. So, and I think Diego, I, of course, he's going to say he can continue. Yeah. Diego Sanchez he brushes is, his teeth like that. 
Let's see. But the refs probably look at him like, uh. So the ref is saying he can he can continue if he wants to. I think Diego's going to continue. I don't see any uh, way Diego's not going to continue by his choice. So, yeah, the knee is down. No hands are down directly to the face. Perfect, and it's going to continue right now. So they haven't made a decision yet. Nope, he can't. He's, he's concussed for sure. Match is done. Wow. Yeah, I think it was more Diego's out of it right now. Yeah, that's you know, a concussion. I think he's shaking his head, but I also think he's out of it from all that pain. And the Kings scored empty netter 3-1 will be and the final that of that one. be a second DQ on the UFC That's very game. interesting. Yeah. Two DQs, both from illegal knees. This one was a little worse because uh, Perea, you know, he won both rounds. He was dominating for sure. So here's here, here's a question for you that might be uh, something the listeners might not know. Let's say this is the case where Pierre is beating him, definitely beating his opponent, and then gets disqualified with a knee. Will he move down in the rankings? Or obviously he's not ranked, but would he, based on his performance, does Dana still look at that separately from just the result? Or uh, in this case, because Michael Prey is so exciting, I don't think it really has any negative effect on him. You know, if anything, I think it maybe helps his case. But um, yeah, it's a weird. It's definitely a weird, uh, weird situation for yeah. sure. So yeah, it looks like this fight is over, and next on the card is the big boys: Corey Anderson, Jan Blaschewitz, two big implications light heavyweight. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Main event is underway. Corey Anderson, Jan Blaschewitz, ranked number five, number six. And this is about as you know close as a fight as you're going to see in the light heavyweight division. John Jones is in the building. And yes, these, sir. And uh, fighters decided not to touch gloves. Interesting. So. Some bad blood here. Obviously, this is the second fight between the two. But Corey Anderson, this is a five-round fight for people who do not know. Ooh, and Corey Anderson coming with a huge overhand. Did miss, but... Uh, People Barely. forget, too, Blasterwitz is a very good counterpuncher with that right right there. So we'll see. And his left. His left hook. Watch his left hook. Yep, he just threw it right there. So we, we mentioned it earlier, but Blasterwitz is coming off six to seven wins in the last seven. Six wins in the last seven fights. And Corey Anderson tied for the longest active winning streak with four wins in a row in the light heavyweight division. So, I mean, this is as close as it really gets. And they did just mention, um, as we just talked about, uh, they just showed – Corey Anderson actually has the most takedowns in light heavyweight history, which I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. So he's got more takedowns than John Jones. And you think about all the all the fights John Jones has taken yeah. down in his uh, long career. So, I mean, Corey Anderson with a background in wrestling. Um, I don't see this going to the ground, though. I mean, this looks like there. No, they're, this they're, looks like it'll be a stand-up. Yeah, this looks like know, there's some bad guys, blood here. Uh, Nice up. Ooh, Ooh nice. nice. Nice left With hand Blaschewitz. there. Nice counter punch by Corey Anderson. Yeah, these guys are just going to go right at it. Especially yeah. John Jones there. They want to make a statement. Corey's got to be careful coming in there because Jan is very good fighting on his back. 
row right there. Nice left hook. That's the punch that he sent Rockhold to La La Land with. So. It's that backwards left hook. Yeah, backwards left hook. He's very well. Uh, it's good too because I mean Blashowitz was, he's most. He used to be like more of a jujitsu wrestling fighter, and you know you could see as soon as his hands started going, it's uh, the wind started piling up for him. Immediately you see Corey's uh, taking his time, realizing this isn't going to be a Johnny Walker. One in Ooh, the Ooh. uppercut. Nice. Wow. <laughs> nice uppercut. Combo by Jan. That's what I was Ooh. saying before. You know, I do have Jan in this fight. Um, you know, I think anything can happen, but I think Jan is uh, he's the underdog. He's, he's a sleeper. He is, a, he is the underdog and obviously would be a good bet because, I mean, rank five, rank six, why not? Ooh, right, right. Oh, just like that! Wow! And that's why I said that. Wow! Huge, oh huge my knockout goodness. by Yon. Unbelievable! Right in front of John Jones. And we're gonna rewind just for that. Wow! So let's see. He's coming forward. Wow! It was so fast. I missed it. Okay, so he had him with the uppercut there. With the combo. So the combo gets started, and as I mentioned, you know, Corey just keeps pushing forward. He's, he slips the left there, misses it, but uh, as we're coming back. Right on cue. My goodness. Yeah, so here it is right here. Goes forward. Good night. Oh, right hand. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Comes right at him, and just what a counter. That is just unbelievable. And he points right at Jones and stands up. Jones loves it. Interesting. Right on cue. That's why you're our MMA analyst, Kyle. That <laughs> is the reason. Ladies and gentlemen, the proof is in the pudding. The proof <laughs> so is. So I said, uh, you know, everyone hyping up Corey Anderson. I wasn't really against some fighters, sure. But I, I thought Jan on, on the feet. I mean, he's a great counterpuncher and. You know, Corey wasn't going to use his wrestling because he was afraid of Jan, and we just saw what Jan did with That's his That's just unbelievable. So this is perfect. And it's even cooler because this was the first round. So. This is the first round. So you go from Johnny Walker eliminated to the title bracket yeah. to Corey Anderson now being eliminated. So uh, we might be seeing a Jan Blaschewitz, Dominic Reyes interim title wow. fight or John Jones versus Jan. That is just incredible. We'll take one more re replay yeah. look at this one. Boom, yeah. Huge. Overhead right just drops him. Yeah. Boom, gets him with a... Then huge yep. hammer punch to follow it up, and he's just out. He's out. Night-night. Yep, completely done. Yeah. Wow. And you could just tell Jan's boxing was so much better than Corey's. Oh, my goodness. What a powerful knockout that is. Oh, Jesus. That's tough to watch. Daniel Cormier couldn't believe it either. Yeah, he's... My goodness. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, I That's, guess it's uh, over just like that. Cut um, it short. That's all we need to know, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Um, when will we see, when will we see you next, Kyle? You want to do a um, Benavidez fight? Yeah, um, we have the Benavidez flyweight title fight coming up with Joseph or Davison Figueredo. So, you know, probably do that in two weeks. Uh, next weekend, you know, you got Wilder versus Fury too. You also got uh, 
you know, the Paul Felder, Dan Hooker fight. So next weekend still you got some UFC, but more importantly, you're going to have that huge boxing rematch of uh, the draw, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Both these fighters, you know, coming off. Uh, they've had two wins, both of them, since they fought each other last. And So before we go, Wilder, Fury, who you got? F. It's a tough one. I think I would go Fury in this, though. Fury. You heard it here. I think Fury was taking it to him. Last fight. Uh, you heard it here first. Wilder always says all he needs is one second, which is, makes him different. But his last fight, he, he got a knockout in the seventh round. It was a crazy knockout. Yeah, but he was losing. But Wilder lost the first six <laughs> rounds. It was kind of crazy. He lost to, like, some guy who's, uh, I think, 40 years old. So. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you heard it here first, people. Wilder is going to take that fight. If we don't see Don't bet then, on that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, don't bet on that. don't know it, which way the judges are going. Anything can happen. Halfway through, the judges could <laughs> feel like they want to see a third <laughs> and uh, make it a draw again. But uh, That's it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle, thanks for being here. Thanks, we Max. Will, we will see you guys next time. Peace.